Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Alrighty, people, you know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band. It means another episode of Unfiltered coming at you right here and now. It's the Patrick Ewing episode. Well, it's number 33. Episode 33 of Unfiltered. And titling this one, Taking a Loss in Stride. Dedicated in large part, and we'll get into some other things here, but dedicated in large part, thank you, Unfiltered Band, to Spencer Strider, one of the nice young arms in the league who clearly needs to uh, learn the art of being a winner even when you lose. I feel like Rosie, you know, sometimes you lose, you, you don't lose, you tie. In Spencer Strider's case, sometimes you need a binky. That dude needs a binky. A swaddle. Some toys to play with. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Of course, join the Unfiltered Revolution at Casey Stern. You can see that right there. See? It's like I'm Vanna White right here. Right there. Right there. At Casey Stern on Twitter. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're on Twitter right now, go into the Twitter bio. Click on my YouTube channel. Subscribe. Like all the videos. Tell all your friends and family. And I, I love ideas. I mean, people who jumped in on the Life Pod, uh, second part of the series, I appreciate your reaction to that. That's been meaningful. And, you know, people who have uh, jotted me ideas, you could send me in a DM, you could tweet me, top 10 lists, things you want to hear from a Life Pod standpoint, sports standpoint. I don't care. It doesn't matter what it is. I want to hear from you. So get me at Casey Stern and jump on board. The Unfiltered Revolution. Let's go. Here we go. Episode 33. Taking a loss in stride. Accountability is a word that I have learned in my life that most people don't know exists. I don't know if they don't know accountability exists. Maybe they just don't know the word exists. There are going to be times in your life where you get bad luck. It's okay to admit that. There are going to be times in your life where you didn't so much made a mistake, like it, you were you were doing the right thing, and for you or for your family, or had the right intentions, and it didn't go out <clears throat> the way you wanted, didn't come back well, right? Do that thing, that boomerang out, and never came back. In life, that happens. We all got to be accountable for understanding that. It doesn't mean you're wrong or right necessarily, but okay, this is my choice, and this is what happened. There's something in the movie, and I did a thing on movies recently for sports movies. But there's something in the movie Boiler Room, if you've ever seen that, that Ben Affleck says when he's going through his monologue, which is maybe the best scene in that movie, when he's in the meeting room. Anybody who's ever been in sales could feel that meeting. And he says, act as if. Act as if basically means fake it till you make it. Act like you've been there before. You don't need to celebrate that you won the World Series in a game on May 9th. You don't need to be like it's the end of the world and a loss on May 9th. When you get beat up by a team four out of five games, you lost the series to them the time before that. When I don't blame them, and I happen to really like Austin Riley, Austin Riley, and only Austin Riley, my cousin Vinny, said, you know, we're coming for you. And I think since then, the Mets have gained four games on this team. You can, you can be brash and have confidence. 
You should be brash and have confidence. If you're good at what you do, you should be brash and have confidence, especially if you're in something like athletics. Now, I, 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 I laugh sometimes when people think, like, it's not arrogance. I remember Chipper Jones telling me in a, a sit-down that I did with him a few years ago here in Atlanta. He was talking about something he learned from his dad and that he's taken with him throughout his life. And to succeed skating on that line of confidence and arrogance, you have to have some of that skating on that line. You have to. You think Max Scherzer doesn't think he's the dude? I bet you Max Scherzer is not going to tell you he thinks he's better than DeGrom. I bet he thinks he is. Maybe he is. Maybe not. But either way, that's, co that's competition. That's, that's believing in yourself, right? I'm cool with that. Spencer Strider is, is thinking in his mind, hey, I'm a dude. You very well might be. That's totally cool. But let's get into what happened here. And I felt like I had to respond. No matter what I say in this, this is going to be from, you know, a Braves fan who's not rational, some Met thing. This isn't some Met thing. This is not some Met thing. This is a, you sounded like a jackass thing. Okay? I don't care. This is not about BABIP. Like, please. Don't at me with, oh, you don't like people who, like, in today's day and age, athletes are very aware of analytical stats, and they very much understand all the meaning of all the statistics because we have gotten a world that's way smarter than you grew up, and we, the millennials of the world, understand all these analytics, and we believe that BABIP is totally fine in a conversation after you just lost four out of five games, and now we're six and a half games out of a division. You are not, I repeat, you are not. I repeat, you are not now going to win. When you're quoting BABIP, I don't care who you're playing. I really don't care if it's even, I would hate this if it was like some pitcher on the Pirates or the Royals yesterday. Like, are you, are you serious? First of all, every team, you know, luck is, what is it, Branch Rickey said, luck is the residue of design, right? Every, every team gets some luck. Every person who has success has some luck. Okay? Everyone. Everyone who has failure has some bad luck. Everyone who loses has some bad luck. Everyone. But it's about living in that in-between and understanding of the moment. Where am I? Now, I hate when athletes lie. I don't want to hear an athlete give me some garbage out of it. Look, I've been enjoying the... Uh, the documentary on Jeter. And look, Derek is, like, to me, he's always been a very likable guy. He just, I've heard some of the things the media members have said in it, and I've echoed them before this was even on the air in the in podcast before this came out. And you could literally, I, I was echoing exactly what's being said in there. You just never learn anything. But that's okay. Because his job was for his team. I understand that. I get that. There's no one that Spencer Strider is serving in a good way by saying what he said. And that's something I guarantee... Because you got Snit, who knows what he's doing, and because you've got a good room in there with a lot of likable dudes, and you've got a championship team, you're never going to hear this, and they're going to downplay and do the right thing that Spencer should when they now are going to get asked all these questions. Remember, Derek, for example, right? If you've been watching this, talking about not dis distractions. What Spencer Strider, all he did was create now, the next time that the media is in there, it doesn't matter. I didn't even check who they're playing next. It's not going to matter. 
What do you think they're asking? What did you think of Spencer Strider's comments? What do you think of the reaction to Spencer Strider's comments? What do you think about the now Met Met players? What do you think of his comments? You don't give bulletin board material to a team that just whooped your ass. All right? You don't give bulletin board material to a team that just beat you every which way to Sunday and beat you on Sunday. Does that mean they're guaranteed to win the championship? No. Is it a guarantee the Mets are going to win the division, even though they probably will now? No. Is it a guarantee the Braves can't do something magical in the postseason? No, they're a really good team. Is it a guarantee that if they played each other in some series that they, they can't beat the Mets? No, they could. That's a team in 88. The Mets beat the Dodgers, what, 11 or 12 times? And then the Oral Hershiser wiped them off the field. Anything can happen. doesn't matter. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not guaranteeing anything. And I like a lot of the people on the Braves. I love Snit. I got no problem with the Braves. Since the 90s? I got no problem with the Braves. But to sit there and say what he said. Now, look, I haven't seen much of it. You won't even see many Braves fans back this up. You see Braves fans that back and defend this. Those are the fans in every fan base that no one likes. Because most Braves fans are going to sit there and say, well, I'm not going to admit that it was terrible because I don't want to get on my own dude. But they're telling their friends, what an idiot. Like, are you serious? They don't want to lose because of luck either. They don't want to make excuses or complain either. They're a fan base that just saw the team win the championship. They've actually had that from between them and Georgia and Atlanta United. They're feeling like winners down here. This ain't 28-3 to land anymore. They don't want to sit there and make excuses either. That's why you don't see people jumping defending Spencer Strider because they know what he did is stupid. And if another player and another team did it, they'd be destroying that dude. As well they should. To quote Babip in a conversation after a game where, look, you weren't going to pitch as well as DeGrom yesterday, and dude, you ain't DeGrom. Sorry. And I hate lying. But it wouldn't have been a lie to tip the cap to DeGrom, and then you're not tipping the cap to the offense, right? You're not saying they're lucky, but you're saying, look, hey, you know, I didn't get done what I wanted to get done tonight, but it wouldn't have mattered with what DeGrom was doing over there. And given, do it that way if you want, you know? Or, you know, I'm trying to you know, put this behind me already because, you know, we're, we're not caring about standings. We know we can beat this team. You want to be confident that way? It's totally cool. That's fine. This division's not over. We've got a long time left to go. We believe in ourselves. Sure, that's fine too. You're going to quote Babip? Let me tell you, what was the Babip on Naquin's homer? The first one he hit, which was out in like 0.6 seconds. Or the two he hit in that game. Or the one Alonzo hit in that game. Or the one Vogelbach hit in that game. What about the double into the gap by Canna? You want to talk to me about Dansby Swanson's errors in the first three innings? And Max Fried could have said what you said. Hate to tell you, pal. Oopsie. Max Fried, who's a dude, and he's better than you. Way better than you. Sorry. He could have said something like that. And he fell and the whole thing. That didn't go well. But did you see what Taiwan Walker said? One of the craziest part about Max Scherzer and why, like, I have said, and I continue to say this, the Mets may lose. I don't think they're going to lose this division now. That's not being an ass. That's just numbers and the way they're playing. All right? I don't think with the pitchers the Mets have, if they stay relatively healthy, that they could be sub-500 in a span of 20, 30 games, which is what the Braves are going to need to cut this gap. That's math. There's some BABIP for you, Strider. That's some math. I feel like calling him Striker from Airplane. Like, th there you go, Striker. All right? Seriously, striker. <laughs> it's like, I mean, come on, man. 
It's like I feel like in like nothing but trouble. Banker. Strider. Strider. Hello, Strider. I can go on forever. I'll never let go, Strider. All right, anyway. Point being, it's like this division's probably over. But you know what's great about Max and why I've said like they, they're not gonna this the Mets aren't gonna bet. They may lose. They may not win the World Series. All oh, that's definitely possible. I said this yesterday, and I was covering this team. In 2006, that's a better team than 2000. Yadier Molina, Aaron Howman, no excuses. It is what it is. Didn't happen. I go back to that sixth inning after Endy makes the catch. Valentin, um, and I can't remember who else it was. They got two runners on board. I think it was first and second. Endy was up. It, it was with like a one out, I believe. He gets a hit in the gap there with the catch the inning before that, and then they probably win that game. I mean, he'd be like a, forget it. There's strength to be here. He'd be a hero everywhere. That was a better team than the team that made it in 2015 or 2000. It's not even, it's clearly was a better team. The 99 team that lost after the Grand Slam single when Kenny Rogers was out there when it should have been Octavio Dotel, that was a better team than 2000. There's no guarantee. This is the best Met team since 2006 for sure. That doesn't mean they're definitely going to win. The, they could lose the division. Probably not going to just because of the numbers game right now, but they could. Sure. You want to tell me the Braves who have seven games left again and win all seven of those games? It could happen. So the Giants do it to the Padres late in the season in 2010. So the Mets and Juana Cespedes do it to Drew Storen and the Nationals. Right? 2015? Yeah, sure it's possible. You want to be confident about that? I'm totally cool with that. You want to be even cocky? I'm totally cool with that because Strider's got some great stuff. He's a dude. I mean, shave, please. Seriously, please. Boogie Nights. Just shave. But my God. Babip? Like... Is there a way to come off like more of a loser in what you're saying than what he said? I don't care what anyone, and this is the great part, and I know this, because in covering the sport 20 years, I've had conversations. It's why I've always said this, and I mean this. I enjoy, this is not like some like, oh, I wish I could. I enjoy that I don't break news. I'm not trying to break any news, because I've had probably, and it's, it's, maybe it's unfair at times, but I probably have more real conversations with athletes than anybody who break news can have and different relationships because they know I'm not going to do that. I'm just trying to learn about people and I'm trying to like, you know, get now that may change the way I talk about because I get to know them, but I guarantee you that there are people in that clubhouse who texted each other on some thread without Strider on it being like, what an ass. Now I got to deal with this. Guarantee you somebody pulled him aside, Snit or somebody else, most likely a player in the room and was like, no, no, no. If Freddie Freeman was on that team, he would have been the guy. No, we don't do that. We ain't doing that. You think Tom Glavin was doing that? I think John Smoltz or Greg Maddox were doing that? They're not doing that. And by the way, the Mets had some luck, and part of it from bad defense on the team. But I think it was more in Freed's game. A, B, they hit home runs in that series. C, you got wiped out four out of five. If you think that's luck then you're just showing exactly the three seconds you've been part of the big leagues. And by the way, i never been in the big leagues except covering it. The one time I'm on a mound, I bounced the throw to the plate, and I know that. I ain't no pitcher. Or a belly itcher. I actually tickle his under my feet instead. I'm just sharing. But seriously, like what kind of, what, what kind of crap is that? Babip? They're lucky? What a jackass. Like I'm, like, I'm not even sorry. Like, his teammates are thinking that. Trust me. Braves fans, most of them. And again, they're going to be quiet. It's like in-law asks you, hey, how's the food? 
You have to tell them it's bad. You just don't tell them it's really good. Nobody's like going to go ahead and say, ooh, that was awesome. Good for you, Strider. The people who do that are lying or have no idea or concept of what it means to win anything. Most Brave fans that I know are really good fans. It's like every other fan base. I think most baseball fans are really good fans. I think there's like a 90-10 in every fan base. 10% of every city are, are idiots. It's every city. It's why there's traffic here when there should never be traffic here. I got no taxis, and I got 10 times the tra- and more lanes. I got 10 times the traffic of when I lived in New York or L.A. or Boston. Go figure that shit out. You can't. Those people who don't know how to drive, they're saluting Strider. It's not about, it really, it's not about Strider. It's more about them. Okay? What this dude did is asinine. Now, doesn't have to carry it with him the rest of his life. And I've always said this. Young people say stupid things. Now, I, I love Blake Snell. Interactions with him in the past, when we've had him on the show, I love the dude. I like what he's about. I said this after COVID, when he's talking about what you make after taxes, I'm like, you can't talk about what you're making after taxes? Like, are you kidding me? You can't be talking about that. But young people make mistakes. We all did dumb stuff in our 20s. All of us. But to me, what I don't like, and I'm sorry, this is the psyche of a player and that is not a – look, you can have plus stuff. Dude, let me tell you something, Stride Right. You can have plus, you can have plus stuff everywhere you want to have plus stuff. I've been around and covered this game 20 years, long enough, watching it way longer than that, long enough to know, and anybody who's played in it that's listening to this right now or people that I know or even people I don't going to tell you the same damn thing, okay? You can have all the plus stuff you want. That shows that upstairs, your plus stuff is not existent right now. You better learn and keep your mouth shut and figure out how to follow leaders. Because you came off looking like a complete jackass. I'm fine. Somebody wants to, like, if an ump screws you or something like that, like, it's fine. But you just let the other team know that they're in your head. When you say to them they're lucky, do you know what that tells the other team? We got you. Go ask. Go show Draymond Green probably has no idea who Strider even is, and that's fine. But I wish somebody could go show Draymond. Go see what a Draymond Green would tell you. Guy who understands the psychology of winning as much as probably anybody who plays sports right now. Go ask him what he would be thinking. Seriously. Go ask him what he would be thinking. And I, I guarantee you, you know what he's going to say? Oh, we own you. Next time, the Mets will put up 10 on this dude. Mark my words right now. The Mets, the Mets will get this dude out of the game earlier next time. Because they already won. This is like the Yankees and the Twins when the Twins can't even get on a plane in a series because it's already over. When you say they're lucky, you're afraid. Sorry, that's real life. This isn't a Met Braves thing. I've said, I have people yell at me, and I, tw- I tweeted this. You go back to the first or second game in the series. In the middle of the game, I tweeted, I love watching Austin Riley. Love the way he plays. I think he's a terrific dude. Had him on the show a couple of times. Watch his interviews. I mean, he's... He's the, he is the real deal. That's an incredibly likable human and the way he plays and all of that. I have people yelling at me, don't tell me this in this series. Who cares? Met fans tell, telling me they're going to unfollow me. Like, I don't really care. Like, I just tell you how I feel, right? This isn't about, like, I don't like the Braves, which some jackass is going to take this as, and that's fine. I don't really care. This isn't about that at all. This is about there ain't nobody who's worth any winning in their life or in sports that would ever, ever think that. And it's not just say that. You know, a lot of times they say, like, you know, when people are like, you know, drunk dial somebody, it's like, oh, well, these were not, you know, this is not what I normally would have done. 
You know, I have no problem telling anybody. I'll tell you a quick story. Look, I, I always tell you stories. I don't like flying. And there was one time many years ago, somebody gave me an Ambien uh, on a cross-country flight and said, here, this will help you sleep, right? And I had taken like a Xanax before it was Ambien. I didn't realize I had my phone on. I was up for like half an hour. I wanted to pretend I didn't see the texts I was sending, right? All the things you're thinking, it's like, oh, now, hey, I'm floating on, you know, here I am, I'm walking on air, you know, I just, right? But your inhibitions are gone. If you're saying what Spencer Strider said, that means you're thinking it. Thinking it is a loser mentality. Doesn't mean he won't change or learn. Doesn't mean he can't. Doesn't mean I'm not telling you, I know he's young. Doesn't mean he's a bad person. But what he said is a sign of being a loser. No winners think that way at all. I mean, that is brutal. It's taking no accountability for anything at all. Like, dude, it's not like, hey, they had these three lucky Babbitt plays, and then you struck out the other 12 guys you faced. Like, did you see your own numbers? Are you crazy? Grow up. Grab your binky, keep your head up, and go keep it moving, bro. Are you serious? Take the loss in stride. Accountability has disappeared in this world. I've talked about that on the pod before. That's that maybe a life pod thing. It's a sports pod thing. I cannot tell you. How, and by the way, and I mean this sincerely, this is my own shit. I'm just sharing with you. In the last five years, I have watched the entire world around me Literally, almost everybody I know, like, forget that accountability exists. And I'm like, am I on an island? Am I the only one with my eyes open? I don't got to hear I'm sorry. I don't got to hear Spencer Strider say he's sorry that he pitched poorly. Can you be accountable at, for something? But accountability, that's not easy. Then you got to look in the mirror and be like, it was my fault. Oops. Then you got to tell family, friends, teammates, it's your fault. Oops. Guess what? You know the people who don't do that? The people who will never win in life. Ever. I take L's. I've taken more L's than, than shoot, than Mets PR over some years I've watched them. More L's in the last two years than Mets PR. More L's than Mr. Met, who was taking one and giving the finger. But you know what? At no point did I think I was perfect, I didn't do anything, or that I couldn't learn from it. And I certainly wasn't thinking of anyone's BABIP. Citing that is like, can you give this guy a wedgie fast enough, please? Are you serious? BABIP? You just got smoked four out of five games, you're six and a half out by a team that is clearly better than you are. They're better than you. Sorry. Does that mean there's a guarantee in baseball? There never is. Phillies were better than Giants in 2010. The Nationals with Strasburg healthy were seemingly better than everybody. The Yankees and the Expos at the time were better until a strike. You have a million things that could happen. Mets of the 80s seemed like they were you know, prime better than everybody else and then they, you know, had a lot of things get in the way. Earl Hershiser, drugs, everywhere in between. But they're better than you are, bro. We got to get better is what you should be thinking.
We got to play better is what you should be thinking. We're going to make sure those games count at the end of the year. You watch. You want to be brash that way? That's what you do. You don't sit there and give me BABIP and they're lucky. Like you came off like a complete jackass to your own teammates. I don't care if they say it to you out loud or not. I guarantee you, I know they're saying it to each other. Because we would say it to each other. I would say it to somebody if they said that. That would, that would, I would lose my you-know-what if any member of any team I was ever on ever did that. If I was ever part of a show and somebody said, like, out loud on the air, like, hey, like, we're sorry we weren't good today, but it was because of the technical difficulties, I would reach over and smack them if they were in a booth next to me on a show I was part of. Like, are you kidding me? The BABIP? What a joke. That is some... That's some nonsense, man. Come on. That's crazy. That is just crazy. Somebody had uh, tweeted me, and I, I just realized the way that I want to do this. So let me see if I could find this, even though we're live podcasting. I've said this before. I said this in the first episode. I haven't edited any of these. None of these will be edited. And there are going to be some people who are like, well, you know, maybe you should edit this. You should edit that. And, like, we've had our own technical difficulties, and I feel bad at times, right? But... Um, I don't believe in, you know, being unfiltered. Unfiltered basically means to me being totally unedited, and I want to roll that way. That's how I want to be. I want people to know that, that I'm just kind of coming at you with what I got, and this is the way that things are going to roll. Um, so I'm trying to find this piece. Somebody had asked me about that they enjoy the life pod, and Kip is the person's name, and I appreciate this, and thank you for the thoughts. But they had told me that they liked the life pod, and they had asked me if I would jump in and talk about what it was like being a dad for the first time because they're about to be a dad. So I wanted to do it this way rather than just wax poetic. And it's, look, it's an amazing thing. It changes your life. I've seen it change athletes' life. I've seen it change athletes' lives. But I'm going to read you. This is not that long. It's like one page. <clears throat> but I told you I like to write. I wrote this a long time ago. This is called The Pivotal Moment. This is about the, the first, the moment I remember most about being a father. And it's written, well, you can't see, I guess. It's written right here. Hopefully my writing was good. I hope the BABIP didn't screw me up. Right, Strider? Striker? Sheesh. When I became a dad, my entire life changed. Suddenly I wasn't fending for myself anymore. To be quite honest, I wasn't even thinking of myself anymore. Priorities completely change in an instant, and it's the greatest blessing and gig in the whole world. I'll never forget when we had our first child and I hit what I've referred to as the pivotal moment. This is the moment I always look back in and when I realize that you've lost your phone a friend, are transported into the body of Tom Hanks' character and cast away. The very large difference, of course, being that this isn't a volleyball, it's my firstborn son, Lucas. After the countless visits from nurses throughout your stay at the hospital, suddenly you find yourself heading towards the car and packing your new baby into it, into that car seat that you took 30 extra minutes trying to jam into place because the directions didn't seem to do the experience any justice. Before you know it, the nurses have walked you out to the car. They're closing the doors and waving goodbye as you prepare to pull away from the front of the hospital as if you've got a just married sign on your bumper in a scene from a John Hughes movie. But now what? Silently, as your facial expression of confidence that you're forced to stick on yourself like cement is sitting there, you and your better half are screaming to yourselves as if you've got the courage to admit it aloud and expressing to each other the following, now what? 
As much as you're carrying the attitude of you've got this during the hours and days that follow a child's birth, you're doing so while riding a bicycle with firmly planted training wheels. No matter what mistake you make, what question you need to ask for the seventh time, or anything in between, you're as good as gold because you got the backup. Now the backup's gone. This is the pivotal moment. I'll never forget pulling away from the hospital and the two to three minutes of awkward silence, my hair just stood up because this is true, that followed. Both my wife at the time and I knew that everything about our entire lives would be changed moving forward. Every decision, every moment, every breath. This is the moment that separates the future from literally everything that had happened in my entire life before I put that car into drive. That is the best way, Kip, for me to describe. I cheated a little bit because I wrote it already. But for me to describe what it's like to become a dad. And best of luck and God bless. At Casey Stern, Unfiltered Revolution, keep it coming. Get on YouTube, get on Twitter, subscribe, like all the videos, give me ideas, sing and dance with me, whatever. Let's get crazy. Let's just not cite BABIP, okay, Striker? See you guys soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.